welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. As always, trying to bring you as much value as we possibly can, um, and this week's no exception. Um, today, I'm joined by a fellow trainer, online coach, um, you know, a guy that, that knows what he's talking about. I've been on his podcast, the IME podcast recently as well. Um, very knowledgeable guy. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Jackson Tippett, welcome to the show, my man. Danny, my man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, it's good to connect on another podcast. 100%, man. You know, one of the reasons why I love podcasting so much is it's genuinely just a conversation between two people, sometimes maybe, maybe between more, more than two, but um, it's just a recorded conversation. And, you know, I love speaking and connecting with other people within the industry and, and even outside of the health and fitness industry, to be perfectly honest. But um, just wanted to pick your brain today, man, about a bunch of different things around, obviously, a lot to do with health and fitness, but even mindset and whatnot as well. Um, so, mate, let's, let's kick things off with, I'll get you to uh, just tell the listeners a little bit about, I guess, your story about, you know, obviously you're an online trainer now. Um, you, you've been in the health and fitness industry for some time now, but what, where did it all start for you? Was it, um, you know, what age did you start getting into the gym and, and finding an interest for strength training? And I guess what effect did you feel like it had on your life, both physically and mentally? Yeah, absolutely, man. I've always been heavily into sports, fitness, um, eating healthy. I think that started from literally the day I can remember being brought up from my parents, um, the way they raised me with, with more my food and what they made me eat and didn't allow me to eat as a kid. Um, it really made awareness into what you kind of put into your body and that really affects you in so many ways, not just how you look, but your mood, your sleep, um, your emotions and all of that. And um, it grew rapidly on more and more through my teens where I was heavily into sport like AFL and basketball. Um, just obsessed with just, I would never sit down, man. I just love being active. And um, I suppose I was always brought up like that. It then led into the, the gym world, which was a very different scene. Um, and that, that really led into like majority of people that they get into it is I just wanted to put on some muscle. I was very skinny. Um, I just, I wasn't happy with how I looked. and yeah, I suppose any male teenager wants to, you know, get big biceps or a chest and that's what I wanted to do, man. So I continued that and um, yeah, that actually put away all the sports because it grew an obsession where I just did that 24-7 and then I didn't actually play sports, um, mm. which I wish I didn't do, but it's, you know, you live and you learn. And yeah, like I'm diving in really deep into a nutshell, but once I got really obsessive with the gym side of things and it was more like, straight away from the sports and even the cardio which is not good um i got into the the routine of like steroids um basically because all of my peers and the friends i hanged around with they were all using it um and it kind of was the normal um in that day and i think it still is now you know in majority of the population and gyms um and i just yeah i got i wouldn't say conned into it but uh my friends were like you should try it and then it become an absolute obsessive drug, man. Like to the point where, you know, you just feel invincible on it. Like you're recovering at such a fast rate. You can get back in there and smash the same workout. You're getting so much stronger. You can eat more without putting on fat. Like who doesn't want all these things? Do you know what I mean? Um, how many, uh, what, how many years you know, in, how many years in was this? 
to when you first kind of did your first session in the gym? Um, very early, man. Um, and this is why I, I talk so openly on my podcast about drugs now and stuff like that, because I don't want people to go down the same route as I did. But I literally think I trained for probably six to eight months natural. And then I started using synthetic testosterone. Um, and it's not good, man, because as you know yourself, Danny, like you should be building a base. You should understand nutrition and training and proper sleep before you add in a supplement, if anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's something that I lived and I learned. Um, I'm glad I've uh, got off it now, but it became obsessive to the point where I actually couldn't get off it and break the cycle like majority of people that are on any drugs. And as you know, with any drugs that comes, you know, time like months and years i think i was on it for a total of probably five five six years um obviously with breaks but there comes side effects and those side effects really hit me mainly with my attitude um i didn't care about anyone i was very solo ego driven um i just always had a temper i know you hear that a lot but it actually is true and then it really hit me when the you know, the inner stuff really started to show. Like when I got my blood work done, my kidneys and liver enzymes were elevated very, very high. Um, I had some heart, you know, scares and stuff like that. It's just really come to the point where I was like, this is just not worth it. And um, ever since then, I've just moved on and just wanted to make a better uh, image and word out there for everyone else that's maybe going to go through the same journey that I did. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, man. So a couple of things we can that I want to dive into out of that. So firstly, when you, when you decide made that decision to I guess come off um, using the gear and, um, and and realize as you mentioned, like there was a bunch of side effects and, and negative things that was bringing into your life. Which is you know when you initially start jumping jumping on it, I, I would assume that um, you're in it for all the, the positive reasons and all the benefits. And, and that's the only thing you can really see. But as you've mentioned, there's certain things that, that come up along the way, which are, are not desirable things. So what was that process like for you once you made that decision? Was it, did you go through a period where, um, you just got off straight away and your, and your body didn't really know how to produce all those hormones anymore? And, and, and what, it, what kind of happened to you, I guess your training and your, and your headspace and mindset once you made that decision to, to go back to, um, to lifting natural or, or at least getting off that gear? Yeah, that's a very good question, man. And this is, what's, this is why I do not recommend it. It's because it's all good and fun and games while you're on it. But once you get off it, um, there's nothing worse in the world, man. It's like having a, you know, a come down after you, you go out and get on some party drugs or something. So I suffered, the, the main effects that I suffered was obviously decreased strength decreased muscle, um, decreased energy and mood. So I felt really weak and lethargic and just didn't feel alpha in the gym, um, which is what you are when you're on it. And then the, the second side effect that really hits hard, and not everyone gets this, but majority do if you really use you know a proper cycle or something, is I had a decent, uh, decreased sex drive. 
And at the time I actually had a, I was in a relationship and there is nothing worse than not being able to, I'm going to be upfront, be able to put out when, you know, because the reason it happens is you're putting synthetic testosterone in you. So when you take it out, when you, when you have it in you, sorry, the body goes, I don't need to actually start producing anymore because I've got my own version. So then mm. when you take it out, it stops working. So you have all these things like libido issues. Um, you don't even want to have sex and that. And man, to be honest, if you ever, ever experienced that, I have. There is no worse feeling than trying to make love with your girl and you physically can't. And that's all I need to say, period. Once, once you got through that initial stage, what was the rebuild like? I mean, obviously, you've talked about already how you wouldn't recommend it for others. And if you could go back and do it again, you'd do it differently. So once you got to the point where, uh, and I don't know, maybe it didn't even get to it. Maybe it didn't and maybe, maybe it won't get to the point where it feels like clean slate. But once you got back to, I guess, what you would... Um, refer to as maybe like an even playing field or, or back to a point where you feel mentally okay, physically you, your body's starting to function properly again and you go, all right, I'm going to do this again but I'm going to do it properly. Like what, is, what did that look like for you and was it hard mentally? I would assume it would be after you've been in the gym, um, you know, performance enhanced when you can, like you said, your recovery rate increases, um, your, your output increases, your strength increases, size increases and then all of a sudden to go back and, have the experience of doing all that and then having to go back to a level where it's so far off where you were before, was that hard to, I guess, build that momentum again and get back into to training and, and actually enjoy being in there when you know that it's not the same as what it used to be? It was extremely hard. It was one of the hardest things I've did. And if you hear a lot of stories of people that are on drugs, yeah, they usually get off or they go to rehab or something, but probably seven times out of 10, they go back on and they have another spin. And there's a reason for that is because it's, it's addicting. And I did that. I think it took me four to five goes of where I got off. I might have had a month off. Um, yeah, I'm nearly there. And then you kind of just get that urge to just throw it back in because, you know, why not? It feels good. Um, so it took about four to five goes. But once I fully got off it and I, it was more the fact I just had to be comfortable with knowing that my body image was not going to be super, super hard peeled you know, with it, with added size. And I just was going to look more like a normal person, which I actually like now. So it, it's come to terms of what I enjoy, but it's not until you feel you come to the realization that you're clearly not going to look like someone that's on performance enhancing drugs if you're not on it. So that's what you really have to just get through your mind and tell your body that it's okay. And, you know, I am my own unique version of myself and, you know, I still look great. I don't need to be hundred plus kilos shredded. Yeah. And what was the, what approach did you take with the nutrition and training side of things? Cause I would imagine, you know, training enhanced looks a shitload different to when you're training um, natural, obviously, as we touched on already, like the recovery reasons and whatnot, but what was your approach with at least trying to build or retain size and strength um, naturally with nutrition and training? Like what approach did you take? with calorie intake, with how you programmed and periodized your training? Like, what did that look like? And what does it look like now? Yeah, that's a really good question, man. Um, by, by far the biggest thing I did with my training was I just tried to hold as much strength as I could. Um, as you know, once those numbers start to drop, uh, it usually means you're going to be losing muscle. So I just had to keep the intensity up. So what I did was I actually reduced the volume because I wasn't on the enhancement drugs. 
um, you can tolerate a lot more volume on it. So I've reduced the sets, but because I was reducing the sets, I still could keep high intensity and keep somewhat near the, the weight and the reps that I was doing when I was enhanced. Right. I'd also decrease my um, actual training days. So when you're enhanced, there's easily you can train every day. You could train twice a day if you want. But when you're natural, I feel it's a lot different. And I was doing about that four days a week, maybe five, focusing a lot more on rest, nutrition, and even sleep just to yeah, get back in the gym and be able to actually tear that muscle again when it's recovered. And in terms of your nutrition, how did that look like? Were you loading up with food and trying to keep calories high to increase recovery? Because obviously, um, you know, training or being enhanced, obviously, as you touched on right at the start, it's, it's a lot easier to build or retain muscle mass and a lower body fat percentage, which is something that's extremely difficult to do. And I'm sure you would um, get this all the time with potential or new clients that, that have the goal of building muscle and losing fat at the same time or vice versa. And for anyone that's natural and or anyone that is educated around training nutrition would know that it's, it's not impossible to do, but unless you're just starting out, unless you're severely overweight, um, a genetic freak or, uh, enhanced then it's it's very difficult to do both at the same time so what was the approach when you're used to being jacked and shredded and whatnot to then going back to natural like how did you approach that like did you try and go through a building phase and then and then try and retain mass to a, a cutting phase or like what was your mentality around that yeah absolutely so initially when i um at the time that i physically got off the good um i definitely tried to go in a slight surplus um I did actually drop my protein down a bit because it was very, very high when I was on um, enhancements just because you get like a lot more nitrogen retention and you can tolerate a lot more protein turnover. Um, so I did decrease that a bit. I jacked up my carbs a lot more um, to help with the strength and the energy. And basically just really just, it took, honestly, man, it took six to 12 months just of good food and trying to get my metabolism up and um, feeling the weight again the point where I had a base and then I could try pull back food, but without losing the muscle. Yeah. Sweet. What did you, what approach did you take? I guess, because this is one thing I, I see um, in the industry a lot and you know, I don't know what your opinion on it is, but um, you know, when you've got someone who, for those that are in the industry or have experience in it, you know, it's, you can usually tell when someone's using um, some form of performance enhancing drugs, particularly if you've competed before or if you've, gotten to the point where you're extremely low body fat levels and you've gone through that process. So with, were you, were you coaching um, people like online and whatnot at the time when you were using um, the performance enhancing drugs? I wasn't at the, I mean, sorry, I was at the start, but I wasn't towards the end. Um, I'd say not really. My, my coaching actually really picked up when I, when I was fully off the gear. Okay, cool. So now that you've had that experience, I guess, as training, you know, you mentioned you, you probably spent six to eight months initially um, as a natural before you, you jumped on. So now that you've got that experience and the understanding of like training naturally, do you reckon that's helped a lot, obviously working with clientele that, that are natural also? Because you see that a lot in the industry where certain people are clearly, um, you know, enhanced but for, for the average Joe that just, you know, wants to look fit and see someone that looks great, that's probably unlikely that they even have an understanding of, of whether or not this person is using performance enhancing drugs, which, which is a lot of the time like a bit of a slippery slope when it comes to people 
you know, um, coaching or, or selling programs and whatnot when, when their clientele don't know that they're enhanced because people have like a perception of what their results are going to be like going off a program, which may be, you know, carried out by, by the person who looks so good, but they're, as we've touched on, like their performance is, is increased, their recovery rates increased. So do you think getting off it has helped you have a better understanding of, of how to coach people, I guess, properly or, or in an effective way? Because now it's a lot more relatable. 200% man. Um, Cause as you said, it's, if, if, if I hadn't have actually come off it and I had been enhanced coaching natural people, I, I wouldn't have known what it was like to, you know, do all this stuff naturally. So you would have been like, you might've had these natural clients on 300 to 400 grams of protein training six to seven days a week, but they can't tolerate it. No. And this is why I actually look up to a lot of natural bodybuilders these days is because they're honestly, man, nine times out of 10, they're so much more knowledgeable in the areas than the enhanced guys that most of the generation is up to. Yeah. It's cause you can get it. Cause you have to have that knowledge there. I mean, for those that are enhanced, it's, it's almost like you can, you can do things close enough to be to good enough, or you can do things roughly on the right path and you're going to see better results than someone that's doing everything perfectly naturally. So you almost get this, I mean, I'd assume you almost get this kind of perspective of like, oh, I can kind of get away with this. I can kind of get away with that because I'm still going to see results, which I would imagine once you go back natural is, is a bit of a, um, uh, a reality check when all of a sudden fuck all of a sudden i can't be doing like you said seven sessions a week i can't be slamming down 400 grams of protein like my body doesn't need that much and and, and there's a different perspective on it so i think that's where the the knowledge side of things is so important yeah absolutely that's the main aspects and then even stuff like cheat meals and refeeds like i feel like you can obviously get away with so much more when you are enhanced than um natural do you know what i mean um mm. just because I don't know, like you've got that added size, that retention. Um, I just feel like all those things, you have to be so much more, I would say, documented and, you know, logbook and write down everything when you are natural. Yeah, you really need to take care of all the things that are measurable and that are in your control to make sure you're giving yourself the best chance for whatever it is, growth or fat loss, you know, improved performance or whatever. What is the, what's like your weekly kind of, structure look like now in terms of training and nutrition and then um and then second to that like what's give us a little bit of insight into like what a typical day would look like for you at the moment yeah absolutely so i've kind of come to a happy medium where um i train five days a week i just like it um i've obviously really rebounded and i feel really good now like i just feel normal um i don't think seven days a week is needed um i think you do need rest days uh, for the mental space and also, you know, for your body. Um, but I've also added in um, actually some running. So I really enjoy that. Um, I used to be scared of it and most bodybuilders are. I don't know why because I don't think you lose muscle off running if you're getting enough protein in and recovery and sleep and stuff like that. Um, so I, I run instead of doing my like low-intensity cardio now. I find it more time efficient. Um, I find it burns more for the, you know, the time frame I do it. And I get a better endorphin feeling out of it rather than walking or going on the stairmaster or something. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I do training-wise, man. Um, it's very different to how I used to. In terms of the food also, it's not your typical six foods, um, six foods and that's all I eat through the week. It's literally anything goes, but it's always whole foods. Um, I always get vegetables in. I always get my protein. I always get fruits. I have my vitamins every day. I have a green uh, drink in the morning. 
Like I just cover every area, but if I want something, man, I have it. I definitely don't say no to it. That's awesome. And I think that's another thing to we'll touch on, which you brought up before is that, um, is that there are so many, and I talk about this on the show all the time, obviously, but there's so many misconceptions and, uh, and I guess health and fitness myths out there that for a lot of people that start out and just see this shit and just follow it like gospel from day one, a lot of the people still believe it because they've never done otherwise. So I think particularly in the bodybuilding scene and depending on what type of coach you work with or what experience they have or whether they're enhanced or natural or whatnot, that can be a bit of an issue too because you know, if you've always done the same thing, then of course you're going to think that's the only way that, that works. And I think once you step into the, to the world of really getting educated on the science and evidence-based training and nutrition methods, a lot of the, you know, the typical gym bro stuff out there, like it's just not necessary. Like, you know, like as you touched on, like the only eating certain food groups, like certain ways of doing cardio, having, making sure you have your shake within X amount of time, all this type of stuff. Like <laughs> over the years, you start to really learn that a lot of it is just absolute horseshit. And there is plenty of ways to achieve that same result that doesn't have to be the same as what everyone else is doing, which you're not necessarily going to get exposed to unless you do, you know, maybe listen to a podcast, go to a seminar, read up on evidence-based training and nutrition philosophies and methods and whatnot. So is that, like, is, it, is there anyone that you've really kind of learned from in particular or, or any avenues or, or, I guess, sources of information that you like to, to learn from? Uh, I might plug your name on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, um, No, that's that. Like, the likes of yourself, um, I look up to um, Alan Argan, uh, Mike Israel. Uh, Brad Schoenfield, um, all of that kind of community, I really looked up to in the terms of, yeah, all of those myths are just bullshit, man. And like, not only are they bullshit, I actually think you get superior results doing what likes of myself and you are doing where you're more relaxed with the food. But as long as you know you're in a surplus or a deficit, because you're getting so many nutrients and you're not like, um, you're not straving yourself away from a certain food, you never want to binge or crave. Every day is just enjoyable. And I feel like you, you're better hormonally and everything because it's not like you're cutting out fat or you're cutting out carbs. And I don't know, man, I just wish if everyone did it and didn't think that a food group was bad or a certain um, food, I think they would actually get a more relaxed, better approach and then also be clearer in the head. 100%. And you see these days, I think one of the big or more common ones that, that tends to be quite popular at the moment and and whatnot is things like cutting out dairy and cutting out gluten and whatever it, whatever it may be. It might be cutting out a whole macronutrient group such as carbs, which is a very common one. Like, you know, for some people, yes, these things may be necessary. Yes, they may be effective. Yes, they may be something that, that should be done. But majority of the time, it's just not the case. Like, and you need to start to use common sense. So I'll, I'll give myself, I'll use myself as an example. Like I now rarely ever have uh, milk in my coffee and outside of my coffee, I don't really drink that much milk unless I'm you know, maybe, I don't know, making a smoothie with milk in it or whatever. I don't really ever have that much milk. So dairy wise, like particularly milk, something that I don't really have that often. So if I add that in out of nowhere after not having it for say 10 to 12 months and I go and have like a big serve of milk, no fucking shit. I'm going to feel horrible. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out because you've taken something away and you've just added back in like anything. And it's the same with carbohydrates. It's the same with, um, gluten and whatnot. It's like, if you take out carbs and you add them back in like carbs store 
water. Like carbs attract water in your body. So of course you're going to hold more water when you add them back in. It's like, I think if more people had the education around these topics and the understanding of as to why certain things do and don't work or why certain things have a, a, a specific effect on your body, it'd make a lot more sense to a lot of people, which is obviously why you know, people like um, you and myself do, do these types of podcasts and educational things around the topics to help other people where we can. What is your, what's your, I guess, daily routine, like morning routine look like? Is there stuff that you do every day that kind of sets you up for a successful day? I tend to ask a lot of the guests on the show whether they have a morning routine, whether you know they have a mindfulness practice and whatnot. So do you, do you partake in any of that type of stuff? Absolutely, man. Um, I never used to, but since I have, I've never excelled more um, mentally, business-wise, etc. Um, so I'm just a massive believer in the morning wins the day. If you fuck your morning up, you sleep in, um, you know, you tap the alarm and just snooze and whatever it may be. I, I'm just a big believer in mainly getting exercise when you wake, um, either a walk or a gym or whatever it may be. Uh, there's nothing better than moving the body, getting blood in, having endorphins to start the day. But even before that, I'm just a massive believer in um, just getting up and just doing some affirmations. Um, I know they sound bullshit to some people, but if you honestly do them day in, day out, but not just do them, believe in what you say. Um, so exactly what you say, you, you 100% believe in and you follow through with it. If you do that day in, day out, you tell yourself that, you know, um, you are worth it, you know, you can do this today, whatever it may be, um, you attract what you, what you say and what you give. So uh, I always do that, man. It could be as simple as five minutes of affirmations um, followed by like a morning kind of uh, drink that I have. Um, with like my greens and all of that type of stuff. And then I kind of get out and go for my hour walk while I listen to a podcast and replying to all my messages on Instagram and email. Um, I just feel like that's kind of just frees up my mind a bit. I've done my exercise. And then I usually go straight to the gym where I focus on my uh, weight training routine. After that, I do client check-ins for about an hour um, and just kind of cover who I need to for that day. And then I just relax for a bit, man. I usually just like to relax during the midday, um, get a little bit of sun. Like I'm a huge believer in a bit of vitamin D. Makes It goes a long way. It makes you feel really good. And then the afternoons usually consist of, it depends on the day, it would be either a photo shoot, which I do two to three days a week, or it'd be the likes of this where I do go on someone's podcast and then I uh, have a guest on my podcast. So that would back up about two hours. And then, to be honest, man, from 4 p.m. onwards, I just, I'm still on my phone, but everything's just, there's nothing work-related. And I just put it down, relax, eat food, and um, that's just kind of like my time. I think everyone needs their own little time that they enjoy each day, um, whatever that may be. And that's where I like to eat, you know, the foods I enjoy. And if you don't have that and you go through each day where it's a chore and you're not enjoying anything in particular, I don't think that's living. 100% mate, I couldn't agree more. What's, what's something about uh, Jackson that, that some people wouldn't know? Like, I mean, it's fair to say that majority of people probably don't share everything um, in their life on social media or I'd hope not anyway. What's something that, um, that you enjoy doing or just something about you that, that most people probably wouldn't know? Um, there's many things, man. Um, how detailed do you want me to go into it? <laughs> don't have to go too deep, mate. Just give us, give us one. Um, to be honest, man, I think the biggest misconception about me is um, I'm a party animal or, you know, I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm into drugs or, you know, I'm into kind of that bikey scene or whatever it may, may be. And that's partially because of my full ink, you know, my body is fully covered in ink. Um, I think, I don't know why, you know, my profile, my page, I just get accepted as like this kind of fuck boy, party boy kind of person where I'm yep. the complete opposite. Like I was in a relationship for the past four years. I haven't even been on a date since I uh, left my ex and Honestly, God, man, like I can't remember the last time I went out partying. Um, I haven't had a drink in three years. Like the list goes on. Like I'm just the complete opposite. Like I'm there on a Saturday night watching like Harry Potter, man. <laughs> Fucking like, no, like literally, man, like um, having a nice meal with mum and dad or like it's, I'm just so simple and basic, but people think I'm the complete opposite, which is, it's sad, but that's also their choice um, because I can't change everyone's mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a hard thing to do. And I think until you either experience it yourself or until you know someone who's experienced it, it's, I think a lot of people are probably the same. Like even without, without doing it on purpose, you tend to perceive certain people purely by, you know, what, maybe what they look like, what they might do for work or who they surround themselves with and whatnot. And, you know, until you, until you learn to, to understand that everyone's different and you got to get to know people on a, uh, a more specific basis then I think a lot of people are similar in that in that way but that's uh, that's interesting man well look I uh, appreciate your time today Jackson man it's been a, been a good conversation I'm looking forward to sharing this with the audience I'm sure everyone's um, enjoyed our conversation it was good to get nice and vulnerable nice and early and then chat about you know um, enhancement and whatnot because I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough so that was um that was enjoyable man so I appreciate your time yeah, thank you so much, Danny. And um, yeah, as I said, it's great just to connect with someone interstate, um, if not worldwide. And it's great to see you just spreading the knowledge you are because everything that you preach and say or what we even talked about on this, I used to be the victim of that. I used to be the person that believed you had to do fasted cardio. You couldn't eat um, any, any vegetable that wasn't green. Um, you know, you'd have to slam a post-workout shake or you'd lose muscle. And the more we spread this, and you know get it out to the world i think a lot more people start to actually enjoy their lives they won't feel like training and diet becomes a chore and i think we'll have less um yeah less stressed people if that's probably the word <laughs> i agree man well look thanks again um i'll make sure if everyone who's tuned in i'll have um jackson's website and his social media and whatnot in the show notes so if you want to go and check out his content and follow along with his journey or reach out to him feel free to, to go into the show notes now and and get around that. Um, Jackson, thanks again, man. And for everyone who's tuned in, uh, I'd love for you to take a screenshot of this podcast today and post up on Instagram story for us. Tag myself, tag Jackson. We'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, really do appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Looking forward to chatting to you again on the next one.